Hello and welcome to the Crochet Business School podcast, where you can use your crochet to build a business that will give you the lifestyle you've been dreaming of. If you want to sell in person, then craft fairs are very popular. You get to choose different events and travel around and you get to meet your customers, have a chat, and it's much more of a sociable way of selling. But how do you sell at craft fairs successfully? How do you know you will sell there? Fairs can be very hit and miss. And knowing if you're going to make good sales starts before you even apply for a table. You need to do your research. There's no substitute for good research on a venue. Has it had good traffic in previous years? What kind of customers attended it? Is it well marketed? Will what you make suit the type of people who go to visit this event? Although you may have a small product line that you would sell online, when it comes to craft fairs, you need to tailor it a bit more. So this will depend on the demographic of the people who attend these events and also the time of year. So if you're attending a fair that's coming up to Easter and is in a place that's surrounded by primary schools and nurseries so that it's mostly mums with their kids going, then you're going to concentrate on things for Easter that kids will enjoy. Mums may be quite frugal for themselves, but they will spoil their kids. So if it's coming up to Easter, um, Easter egg covers, uh, mini egg covers, uh, bunny amigurumis, pencil toppers, um, scrunchies for the girls, little things like that that kids would enjoy, Easter egg baskets, Easter bags, all those kind of things. If you're going for an out-of-town event that's part of a larger event, say an agricultural show, then most of the people there will probably more middle-aged, more the homesteader type. So then you'd be looking at maybe potholders, um, things for the home, um, like coasters and home decor, um, bags for the ladies as a treat, sort of these sort of things. You've got to tailor what you're going to take to the audience. So you need to make sure you do your research before you even sign up. Because not every event is created equal. Not every craft fair turns out to be a craft fair. Unfortunately, it's quite common for things to, events to call themselves a craft fair and turn out to be jumble top sales. So you need to make sure that what it is described on paper is actually what it is. And just because you find an event, it doesn't mean it's going to be popular. Unless that event is well marketed and 
the organisers have gone to a lot of effort to get word out about the event, you could end up with very few people attending. Now, I'm not suggesting there's anything malicious in this, but don't forget the organisers get their money from the tabletop fees. They get their money from the stall fees. They don't make anything after that. Unless they're charging for parking and entry, that's where their profit ends. So they're not always motivated to get the word out, but sometimes it's just plain naivety. If it's a new event, the organisers don't realise just how much effort it takes to get the word out about a brand new event. They don't realise how much marketing they need to do, how to go about letting social media become involved, how to go about getting flyers out and everything that's involved in making an event a popular one. So if an event is new, I would be a bit cautious because unless you can see a lot of marketing happening, it could be a bit of a damp squib. And unless there's decent footfall coming into this event, you're less likely to make sales. So just make sure you do your research and make sure that you tailor the products that you are taking to the events to tailor to the demographic of people who will attend. And that could mean making something that's not what you would normally offer. I will certainly not go making really big, expensive things. I will still think small to mid-range. Potholders, scrunchies, bags. Maybe stretched upon shows if they may be chunky yarn. Hat and scarf sets are always popular. But I wouldn't go bigger than that, as you could end up lumbered with expensive stock that's difficult to sell. The other way to make sure that your event is a success is you. Customers are more likely to buy if they're able to have a chat with you. If they're able to find out a bit about why you started your business, maybe some stories about why you choose the designs that you make. If they become personally invested, they're more likely to make that purchase. So you've got to be up in front of your stall, chatting away and greeting customers. If you're sitting back behind your table and you're sitting down at low level, you don't look approachable. And that could put off people from approaching your stall at all. It could put off people from even just coming to have a a little look. And actually having some crochet in your hand and making something as well will have people fascinated to come on over and see what it is that you're doing and ask what you're making. And once they've done that, then they're close enough to have a bit more of a nosy about what else you've got on your stall. And it just helps give a more welcoming feel. The most successful stalls I've ever seen have been from ones where people were there making things. Because people are curious. They want to know what you're doing. Oh, what's that you're making? You know, it's, it's a very common question because curiosity gets the better of people and they want to know. And once they've come on over, they're sort of a bit of a captive audience. They're far more likely to make a purchase 
if they get involved, if they love the look of the process and want to own a piece because they've seen how it's being made. You crochet every day. So to you, it's just a normal thing. But to someone who's never seen crochet before, it's fascinating how you're turning this piece of string, making knots with with a strange hook, and yet you get these fabulous creations. It's almost magic to them. They're absolutely fascinated by it, and they want to own a piece of that magic. So make sure that you've got a very friendly, um, welcoming posture by being chatty, by standing out in front of your stall, and have something that you can make so they can come and ask the questions and make it easier to start that interaction. And the next thing I would consider is the way your table looks or your display. Make sure it's not too cluttered. You want people to be able to see things clearly without having to move all the things out of the way to take a closer look. A pricing board is always good because asking a price can feel a bit embarrassing um, and not being able to see prices may put people off as you, you sort of think of not seeing the prices as it, oh, they must be hiding really high prices that I can't afford. It, it makes it feel unaffordable to people if you can't see prices. So having those displayed is, is a really good idea. Have some business cards so that people can pick them up. If they're not ready to buy there and then, they may still want to check on you later if it's more the right time for them. If they just want to look into your business a bit more, maybe see what else you do, or if the colour selection doesn't suit them, they may come back to you later. So make sure you have business cards that they can pick up and so they can connect with you on Facebook or Instagram or whichever social platform you're on. But just try and make it as welcoming as possible and keep to a select range. You don't want a million and one different things as it can really overwhelm people. They want to be able to look at your stall and go, oh, they sell bags and winter wear. Oh, they sell coasters and home decor. They don't want to feel like they're walking into a jumble sale. They want to be able to see what it is that you do and see what niche you're in. It makes people feel a bit more comfortable being able to see the theme surrounding it. And they can get you more quickly and it just makes things more approachable. Especially when there's a higher price tag attached to it. It's it's just it's a psychological thing and it just helps feel people feel more comfortable when they can quickly get what you're about. And the last thing I would say about craft fairs is don't feel disappointed if one or two don't work out. Craft fairs can be a bit like the look of the draw. Even if there is loads of footfall, it's a well-marketed event, you have the right products, sometimes it's just a bad day. And there may be nothing that you could have done differently. It's just one of those things. 
you really are at the mercy of the type of person who walks in the door and how willing they are to buy that day. Some fairs will go absolutely brilliantly. Your products will fly off the table. Others, you're going to end up taking most of it home. And it's just the way it works. But you can increase your chances of making good sales by making sure you do your research beforehand. There is really no substitute for that when deciding if an event is right for you and making sure you take the right products to that event. So just make sure you tailor it for the time of year. So if it's coming up to autumn, then Halloween themed things are great. If it's coming up to Christmas, then have some um, gifts and not just your crochet, but ready-made to give hampers. People prefer having ready-made gifts they can buy and simply pand over. They don't want to go to the effort of making up hampers themselves. So some great ready-made gift baskets are a great thing to have as well. And of course, Christmas decorations. So there's just a few tips for you for craft fairs. But I'd love to know how successful you found them. And... If you have any tips, I've missed you. Thank you for joining me today and I hope this has given you something to think about and something to incorporate into your business so you can grow those crochet sales. If you have any questions and would like to carry on the conversation more, then come on over to our Facebook community, the Crochet Seller Support Group. And you can ask your questions and get the support you need from fellow crocheters and I'll be in there too. You can also join our newsletter list for tips and advice straight to your inbox. And stick around for the next podcast. We'll be out again in a few days time. And if you'd like to, I'd really love it if you would leave a review for the podcast and subscribe. And that really helps us grow and to help more crocheters like yourself. So thank you for joining me and I shall see you next time for the next episode. Bye for now.